Hello and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining me today as we continue to look at the uh, assurance of and the gift of the Holy Spirit from Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, we have studied in great detail uh, his vicarious sacrifice there on Calvary's cross. We've looked in great detail at his burial and resurrection. Uh, now, as, and we have seen as we have gone along his assurances that he gave to his disciples and to us as well as he gives to us. You know, these are promises that we all can hold on to as we have learned through the word of God. But now we must look uh, at his ascension. You know, we've looked at his vicarious sacrifice, his burial and resurrection. Now we must look at his ascension. Jesus had assured all along in many scriptures and many times that he was returning to unto his father where he had come, where he had been sent from. He said this many times throughout scripture, and, and as the Lord leads may probably we will look at some of those scriptures, but I want to go as the Lord leads here, but I want us to look at his ascension, and I want us to see the significance of his his ascension and how it is significant for the gift of the Holy Spirit, because you see, Christ, many things were significant about his, his ascension, but the main two are Number one, his glorification, and number two, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, according to Scripture, and we touched on these Scriptures the other day, that, uh, you know, it said, the Word of God tells us specifically that the Holy Spirit was not yet sent because Christ had not yet been glorified. This is recorded by John in his Gospel in the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 37 and 39. And we will see how his ascension and his glorification goes hand in hand with the gift of the Spirit and why it was significant. Now, many other things were significant about his ascension, but I want us to see these main two. But we will look at the many uh, significant things of his ascension as we go along in this study. Now, this message will be in, in several parts, so I, I ask you and I encourage you to follow along with us, and let's let the Word of God speak to us as we go along here. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 37 through 39, says this, the Word of God tells us, In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Listen to verse 39, what John writes as as he's describing what Christ is talking about, about believing and receiving that river of living water. He says right here in verse 39, but this spake he, talking about Jesus, this spake he of the Spirit, which they that, listen closely, they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. He was not yet glorified. When he, speaking of his glorification, that speaks of the 
the cross, his overcoming death, hell in the grave, the power of sin and Satan in the darkness thereof by his resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection. And now he's ascending into heaven. And that speaks even more of his glorification because the Father restored him to the glory that he had with him before the world was, confirming that he is and was and will always be the eternal Son of God, God in the flesh, God come down from heaven and, and becoming flesh and dwelling among us in the person of Jesus Christ. But he ascended that he might be glorified fully exalted by the Father, and he is there exalted in heaven today, seated, at, as Scripture says over and over, at the right hand of the Father in heaven, where he intercedes for us, where he is our great high priest, where our souls are anchored, as the author uh, of Hebrews says, he is the anchor of our soul, and so on and so forth. But I want to look at the significance of his ascension, because many things were significant. You know, Jesus had, had risen from the dead, and he presented himself alive. Uh, and this is in Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Luke writes here in the, in the uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 3, he says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, unshakable truths or proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now he showed himself alive. He showed himself alive to the women at the tomb, and that's recorded in Matthew chapter 28, verses 9 and 10, to his disciples, and I referenced Luke chapter 24, verse 36 through 43, and as Paul said, more than 500 others there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 6, in the days following his resurrection, these are all the people that witnessed that the, the Savior who died on the cross had truly rose from the dead and was victorious as he said he was. Now, all this is fulfillment of Scripture, folks, and we will see this as we go along and continue to look at the assurance of the gift of the Spirit. But let's look at the ascension right now. It is plain from Scripture that Jesus' ascension was literal and bodily return to heaven. Forty days after his resurrection, Jesus and his disciples went up to Mount Olivet near Jerusalem. There, Jesus promised his followers that they would soon receive the Holy Spirit. He instructed them to remain in Jerusalem until the Spirit had come. Then Jesus blessed them, and he gave, and as he gave them that blessing, he began to ascend into heaven. This account is, of course, in Luke chapter 24, verses 51, 50 and 51, but I want to look at the account of Luke here in Acts chapter 1. Acts of the Apostles chapter 1, and let's read this right quick. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jews began both to do and to teach, unto the day in which that he was taken up. Did you hear that? He was taken up after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen 
to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 4, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. Now, though that is the assurance of the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptizing of the Holy Spirit, which we will continue to read about here in Acts. We will go back and look at those more assurances of Christ there in the Gospel of John, chapter uh, 14 and 15 and 16 and so on. But he's talking about what he had already assured them of. Now it was going to come to pass, verse 5, he signifies, he says, For John, speaking of John the Baptist, truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, not many days from now. And then verse 6, he says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? They were still looking for him to be an earthly king who would drive out Rome, uh, the Roman government, the Roman Empire, who controlled their whole nation at that time. They were looking for the deliverance of him for their nation, Israel. Jesus said unto them, and he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall, re ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when, listen now to verse 9, starting in verse 9 here, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, like they were straining to get one last glimpse of Christ before he disappeared out of their sight he says as they looked fast as they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel which also said ye men of galilee why stand ye gazing up into heaven this same jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven folks Christ ascended. Now, he ascended bodily, a literal bodily return to heaven. He rose from the ground gradually and visibly, as it says right here in Scripture. He was observed by many intent onlookers. And as the disciples, as I said, strained to catch one last glimpse as the cloud hid him from their view, the two angels gave them assurance. Assurance that all of us can take hope in that Christ will come back one day. He has gone. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will return again to receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also. You know, Christ is, I believe, is soon to return. 
to call all true born again believers home to rapture us out, to catch us out of here, to catch us up, to snatch us out into heaven to be with him. And then the tribulation period will come. And then after the seven years of tribulation, Christ will return in a visible rate return where he will set up and establish his millennial kingdom, his thousand-year reign here on earth, where there will be no more war, it will all be peaceful, and we'll be under the reign of Jesus Christ the King himself. But let's look at the ascension, because it's significant. And I want to list these. We don't have time to go into the scripture today, but we will uh, go over these in future broadcasts. So I encourage you to follow along with us, continue to listen to the broadcast, and let's let the Word of God speak to our heart. Christ's ascension was significant because it's, it, it uh, signified, or it, at the end, it signified the end of his earthly ministry. God the Father had lovingly sent his Son into the world at Bethlehem, and now the Son was returning to the Father. The period of human limitation. He was only limited by the physical uh, aspects of the body that he had here on earth, the human body. He had those frailties that we have, but yet he was all God and all man. And he he demonstrated his divine power uh, throughout all his ministry, through the miracles that he performed and everything that we read about in the gospel accounts. But not only did it signify the end of his earthly ministry, it signified the success of his earthly work of redemption, which God the Father had sent him to accomplish. Not only that, it marked the return of his heavenly glory and we will get into that remember i talked about that the most two significant things is his glorification at his ascension and the gift of the spirit as we go along we will see this it signified it marked the return of his heavenly glory jesus glory had been veiled during his sojourn here on earth with one brief exception and that was the mount at the mount of transfiguration recorded there in matthew chapter 17 verse 1 through 9 not only that, but it symbolized his exaltation by the Father, as we see in Scripture, the one with whom the Father is well pleased, I tell you what, that's a blessing, was received up in honor and given a name above all names. It allowed him to prepare a place for us. Remember what we read, what we read there in John chapter 14, he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. John chapter 14, the first few verses. Not only that, but it indicated, his ascension indicated the beginning of his new work as high priest. Our new high priest, the great high priest and mediator of the new covenant which was established between us and God in his blood. Not only that, but it set the pattern for his return. Remember what I said. He's coming back to call out his body, the true church, all true born-again believers. Then the tribulation period will come and set in, and then after the tribulation period, seven years, three and a half of tribulation, three and a half of great tribulation, he will return visibly again. And this here in Acts, as the angel said, will finally be fulfilled. He will return visibly to set up his millennial reign here on earth 
But now, I want you to understand, currently the Lord Jesus is in heaven. The scriptures frequently picture him at the right hand of the Father, a position of honor and authority. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. Christ has ascended. He has been glorified. And like we will see as we continue on, he has assured us, not only assured us of the gift of the Spirit, but he has given us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to another time that we can share a word from the Word of God. God bless.